Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Thank you, announcer lady. And we are back with another episode of the almost award-winning podcast. Guys of a Certain Age, I'm Robbie Koblenz with... Jay Reed and Art Shirley. We did it out of order this time. Next it's time, okay. Hey, let's mix it up. Yeah, next keep time, them guessing. Next time, somebody needs to do uh, do the intro instead of me. How are you guys doing? Doing well, thank you. Very well. A little bit chilly today in our little town and in this room. Yeah. Oh, this it feels great in here. Come on, it feels great. So the Academy Awards were announced last week, and to my surprise, maybe to y'all's surprise, Black Panther. Got a best film nomination. I mean, yeah, that you know they had talked about it, uh, kind of leading up to it. Kept saying that this might be the time that it happens. This might be the the movie that finally gets uh, recognized. And uh, I think after it got, it seems like there were some awards that it, it got left out of. But uh, yeah, I was surprised that it actually did happen because you hear that sometimes and they didn't come out. Yeah, I'm not good at picking Oscar films. I loved Black Panther. It was one of the movies uh, of that season that that this year that uh, my daughter went to see she's not a superhero flick person but she loved it and that kind of you know it means a lot to me for that I think I've mentioned similar to, to that before but um I don't know how it stands up or what what it was about it that brought it to Oscar worthiness compared to when you look at other Oscar best picture nominations through the years you know you guys may or may not recall sometime last summer maybe early fall there was the idea floated that the Oscars would add Another category for best popular movie. Right. That's still in the works, isn't it? No, no. no they, Steven they, Spielberg helped shoot that down. Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. Kind of like, uh, kind of like an alien from War of the Worlds. It yeah, crashing down right. with a virus. Is that kind of like an electoral vote, popular vote kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of distinction? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So I guess the idea was because so many times uh, the critical acclaim for best movies diverges from box office returns. And so the idea was to come in and maybe throw a bone to the common people mm-hmm. and say, oh, this is what you spend all your popcorn money on. Yeah, We're going to have a category. To recognize those that actually make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wonder if, if Black Panther might be a little bit of a response to that. Black Panther's in my top five of Marvel movies. I really, really enjoyed Black Panther. Um, I love Chadwick Boseman. Boseman? Mm-hmm. Yes, Boseman. Boseman, I believe is right. Um, I think he's a great actor. He was in uh, 42, the the Jackie Robinson story, did a phenomenal job. Uh, Michael B. Jordan plays Killmonger. I love the Creed movies. I, you know, he goes back to Chronicle, which was the uh, the independent film that, who directed Chronicle? Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember. He also did the Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Trank? Uh, no, that's not right. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll look, we'll look it, up. it up. But, but you know, he, he was great. And I remember seeing um, when, when Black Panther came out, there was all kinds of, 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 of videos of cast members, Q&A on the junket stuff. And um, there was this particular Q&A where they had Michael B. Jordan answering superhero questions. And... Chadwick answering superhero questions completely separate. They'd give them the same questions. And, you know, Chadwick Boseman was like, I don't know the answer to that. And these are deep 
geek questions. And Jordan's like, oh, yeah, I remember back in issue XYZ. Yeah, this he's happened, a true this fan. Happened. Yeah, yeah, he is a... He's one of us. We could have him on the podcast. Oh, that'd there be great. Yeah. 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 He's half our age. He was in Fantastic Four. He played. That's uh, right. That's right. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's coming back. They said he's already, they've already announced that he will be back in Black Panther 2. So is he going to be unsnapped? I don't know. That's what they said. Is it going to deal with something that has to do with the end game story or is it just a flashback or what? But he's certainly, the character and the actor are worthy, you know, to have continuing in the MCU I would think well I mean I, he was he, he was arguably my favorite maybe 1A behind Loki as an MCU villain right uh, so incredibly well motivated so incredibly well acted um, but anyway but is Black Panther an Oscar worthy movie do you think what are your what are your thoughts on that well I look at the list from the last few years of, of what some considered Oscar worthy movies and I'm not sure what they're looking at so yeah. I, so I don't know. And are the Oscars even still viable anymore? Do we really care about those? I mean, I don't. It's not something that I go, oh, I'm going to see that because it won an Oscar. Maybe there was a time that that mattered to me, but but you know, nowadays it's like it seems like they pick, uh, you know, esoteric type movies that are, are that don't appeal to mainstream audiences. Artsy, you know. for like a better word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who live in Sugarlock, that means artsy. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm pulling up stuff here. And, you know, I, I haven't seen any of these movies. I mean, I, I just, other than, than Black Panther. And there was a point where I, I really tried to see most of the Academy Award nominees um, for, for Best Film prior to. And, uh, you know, Saul Panther. When is it? Is it coming? I know it's... It's usually the end of February. Yeah. 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 So I have um, time. Yeah. Uh, one thing is too, sometimes we don't get these movies around here. The favorite never came around here. That was mm-hmm. one that, uh, we were planning on seeing it and did not come around here. Uh, I think if green book came, it was not here very long, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit longer than I realized. Uh, one thing that's interesting though, that I have not seen and have no excuse not to have seen is Roma, yeah. you know, because that's the Netflix movie. That's right. So that's right. That, that, these are changing things up. Oh. I did see black Klansman, which I thought was really well done. What about, did you see vice? I did not see Vice. I heard that was good and was interested in seeing that, but I have not seen that. Dick Cheney terrifies me. Yeah. He's probably listening yeah. to this, and I'm on his hit list. And uh, yeah. We really liked A Star is Born. Probably of what I, I, I saw, that would be the one that I would suspect would be the most likely to win the Oscar. Yeah. Um, and, and lots of other Oscars, if you look at all so. the nominations, yeah. they, mm-hmm. they seem yeah. to follow that. Bohemian Rhapsody made it. That yeah, was, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, now I did not see that. That was one I planned on on seeing and have not seen. I'll probably you know as soon as it's available for rent, I'll pick that up. In, in honor of it, I just watched the Gremlin scene from uh, Wayne's World. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, the, but uh, that I have on VHS. Yeah, I can go back and watch that. Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and two. And, and you know, a lot of it has to do with my taste. I probably am not seeing movies that you know the Academy is. And a lot of the movies that I will see over and over again are not necessarily going to be Oscar worthy. Yeah, you know, I was kind of surprised First Man didn't get a Best Picture nod because it was it was pretty well hyped going into it. Again, I didn't see it, but uh, I saw that in IMAX when we were on our trip to Indianapolis, and I really enjoyed it. It was very much a slow build kind of movie, uh, very deliberate paced, deliberately paced, and uh, but it was I thought it was, re- it was really well done. I enjoyed that, um, and again, I'm surprised it's not there too. Um, what about movies from the past? Other comic book movies that have been out that uh, that might have been. Uh, considered for Oscars. I still think Logan was one that was kind of passed over that yeah. might have been one of the first ones to break because it, to me, 
and this is a strange way to put this, it seemed more like a real movie as opposed to a comic book movie. You know, it had some, some things in there that, that set it apart from other movies. I only saw parts of it on a plane. Oh, really? So, you haven't seen the whole thing? No. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I saw. I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed it. My wife almost killed me for making her go see it. I've, I know I've mentioned oh, really? that before, but she was not a fan, not a, not of the comic book movie in general. And when I took her to that, just thinking, oh, it's another, it's another uh, Wolverine movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I got into some trouble there. Yeah, there but I, some... I, I knew what it was about. It didn't bother me as much, but it was certainly darker. Well, yeah, certainly, there's some uh, scenes that are, you know, things that happen that you go, this is really, really dark. Uh, I thought Patrick Stewart did a great job, though. I right. thought he probably should have had something, uh, some kind of nomination. And so is that the uh, is that what uh, inspired the new Picard series, Patrick Stewart's role in Logan? Because is is that going to be the Picard we get in the new? It's going to be a different, you know, it's going to be a different uh, Picard than what we've had before. Everything that I'm reading is saying that too, and I think based on what they're doing with Discovery, they're probably going to go a little darker than they did back uh, with Next Generation. I read something that said uh, Patrick Stewart, as as he was made to look in the se- in the series finale for Next Generation, you know it's eighteen twenty years in the future. They put a beard on him and kind of aged him with a fat with uh, with uh, makeup. He is just the eternally uh, young man, and he looks much younger now, twenty years truly in the future, than he did as they made him up at the end of yeah. Next Generation. So, yeah, yeah, that uh, that'll be interesting to watch. So I'm looking to see if my bu- my buddy uh, Doug Blush, who is an editor, if any of his documentaries got an Academy Award. So he uh, he was a supervising editor on Twenty Feet from Stardom. Oh, that's a great documentary. Yeah, sorry, Doug, I haven't watched it yet. I told you I would. You need to watch that. That's yeah, really good. Yeah, he's. Done I should be making a list over here. Not comic book stuff, but it's really, really, it's a good documentary. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the premise, Jay? I do not. So the uh, the premise is all these backup singers to Aretha Franklin and Whitney Houston and whoever they are you know they are such an integral part of the song but you never hear them or see them makes you know, sense twenty feet from stardom twenty feet from the front of the stage so uh, but anyway there you go there you go what about Roma being nominated you know I did I'm gonna Google here while you guys uh, talk. Uh, I don't know. Did Roma uh, get a um, cinema release? You know, I don't know that it did. Do you know? Jay? I'm not even. I don't think I'd even heard of it till y'all mentioned it. Yeah, and as I, a Netflix movie, so I'm, I'm not even sure what I'm it's about. I'm kind of thinking it didn't because uh, it seems like there's a couple of theaters. It may, maybe Alamo Draft House is one of them that uh, usually do a. Uh, Hmm. retrospective of all the Oscar nominated movies. So you go sit in a marathon and watch all these movies. Okay. So make them available again. And because that movie was never released or never given the, to them to, to show, mm-hmm. they're not including that. And I think AMC theaters is doing a, a similar thing. Well, it premiered at the Venice international film festival back in August and okay. it, it got a, um, it got a limited theatrical run. Okay. So I think, is that required? In the, I, I believe you've got to have a theatrical because, run of some sort. It seems like Manchester by the Sea either that's right had yeah. to have that to be nominated or didn't have it so it couldn't be nominated. One of the two, I guess yeah. it's in here, isn't it? It's it's one of our it is it's our cheat sheet for uh, Oscar nominated movies. Yeah, so I think so it is had that a, a, you, you say that may be a requirement. 
will that continue to be a requirement? That's one of the things you're looking at. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, how do however however we look at movies. Uh, and I think Spielberg, again, has some very definite ideas because he still considers that to be television. You know? Okay. Uh, but uh, so to get around that, they're releasing it in theaters to see what they've got. So it's, uh, like I said, I, I think that's something they're, they're considering. So, I mean, what is a motion picture? Is a motion picture, does it encompass that corporate experience of sitting with, you know, the smells of popcorn and sticky feet and somebody... And now cell phones and texting yeah. and... Uh, you yeah. could go into the curmudgeon rant now on theater. And advertising, not just hey, I can't. previews, but advertising. I'm not complaining, it's just well, new-ish. Whoever does voiceovers for movie theater commercials in Starville must have an amazing voice. Let's talk about BJ's Pharmacy. So, yeah. Oh, actually, no, that wasn't. We didn't do a VO for that. What did I do? A, uh, I've got a couple commercials. I can hear this. it in my head, and I can't remember what the product is. But, uh, yeah, I've seen that a couple of times. yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple of, of, and we're actually about to shoot two new ones that'll go. As long as they don't interrupt the movie in the middle of it and show us, right, right. I'm okay with that. But, uh, you know, if, and if it keeps the ticket price down a little bit, that's good. I just wish it doesn't. It doesn't at all. I just wish that they would kind of back up their claims of, uh, hey, look, we're going to, you know, make sure that people aren't using their cell phones. We went to see uh, Mary Poppins Returns uh, last weekend. And throughout the whole movie, two girls are sitting in front of us and have their cell phones out the entire time. And I kept saying, should I say something to them? Like, no, no, they'll put them down in a minute. And they would occasionally put them down, but they had, they had nothing, cared nothing for the movie, obviously. I don't know why you spend $10 to go see a movie just so you could, you know. Maybe they were the babysitters. Maybe so. Else. You know, they were with nobody. They were, nobody was there with them. I think they were the youngest in their group. Uh, but... Uh, but they were on their phones the entire time. And I've seen people know people that actually pick up their phones during the thing and have a conversation on their oh, phones. No, no, and no, that's no, just no, like, no. you know. Now, I, I, if, if I go to a Friday night movie and the Cubs are playing, I will check the score from time to time, especially the closer we get to playoff baseball. Yeah, because I live and die by the Cubs. That's wrong. Yeah, I, I would say death is probably the ultimate per- penalty for that. <laughs> wow. But uh, wow. I mean, in Black Panther. Speaking of Black Panther, we're there, and there's a child, a two-year-old child, in there who talked or cried the entire time, and the parent would never take that per- that that child out. And we're so like, why do you have your child here? Why so do what's you have a- what's the etiquette? Do you go and complain? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you don't want, do you want to be that guy that goes and, you know, because usually I'm like, I'm wanting to do that. And, you know, I'm so, no, let's not, let's not make well, a then scene. Then you miss, if you complain then to get it done yeah. in the movie, you miss you some miss more of the movie. movie. That's right. Do you ask for your money back? You can do that, apparently. Apparently, that's part of the thing. You can, I guess you can go through the whole movie and go, by the way, my experience was ruined. But, uh, yeah, and some theaters, you know, local theaters are worse about it than others, it seems. And sometimes it just kind of depends on, on, you know, when you see whatever it is you see, you know. Uh, but, uh, and some of you, I'm, I'm more forgiving of. If we go to a movie that's fun and action packed and the, the thing's going to be loud enough to drown out any sounds of crying babies, that's okay. But, um, <laughs> because those babies will be deaf now. But yeah, I really, I, and it, it gets me to the point where I think, you know, they've got uh, theaters now with reclining seats. And mm-hmm. uh, I would like to have a little pod that you sit in that has there your you own, you know, your like, uh, a, yeah. a capsule where you're sitting there and you have your own sound system. It's called Netflix on an iPad. <clears throat> yeah. I'm thinking that's, I think that's what, you know, theaters complain about the lack of people coming anymore. Yeah. And it's because the experience that they give us 
it's just like an airplane, just like all this kind of stuff. It's like, how much will we tolerate? And it's before we go, we're going to do something else. And have, have you been to one of these theaters that, that you can eat in? Like they have yeah. waiters and yeah. they come to bring you food. I think that's really cool, but you have to kind of understand that there's going to be some interruption. They're very quiet when they come. Yeah. And I've only done it once, but I've also been to a place in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, where it was a, basically a pizza joint with a movie screen. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's games around and there's there's all kinds of other things, but um, I, I I wish we had something like that locally mm-hmm. as an opportunity. And I think we have a and we have the state theater building which uh, could be used for that if anybody wants to. to Don't f- get me started. Fund, invest heavily in that. Fund that, yeah. and uh, I'll run it. But mm-hmm. uh, Dave Hood, if you're listening to this, I still resent the fact you stole the state theater out from underneath me. I just want oh, you to know that. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like getting personal. <laughs> yeah, it is. Another story for another time. So, Guys uh, of a certain rage will be the next <laughs> podcast. Well, what about the Oscars? Are you going to watch them? Um, uh, we, nope. we briefly touched on it. I remember I used to watch, I used to think it was so important that not so much that I know who won, but that I, w- I was able to discuss it the next day at work with whoever won. So I wouldn't necessarily watch all the previews but i would run around and do stuff in the house and watch the last 10 minutes or the last 30 minutes to for the big ones we may have it on while we do other things and that's kind of typically what we've done in the past or we may just not turn it on at all i get i get very anxious during any type of awards because it makes me so mad when people are coming up to accept their awards and if there's more than one person especially but they start getting played off you know, right. and then we'll go to a thing where we've got uh, two comedians doing a five-minute-long terrible, you know, yeah. uh, comedy bit, and I'm going, I don't want to see this. I'd rather see the people that have won this award accepting this award. And I just, I can't stand that they're getting played off, and then there's, there's, you know, ten minutes for uh, this really. And when they used to do interpretive dance, that was even the worst <laughs> to me. I was like, why are we doing this? Why are we? Do we even have a host yet this time? No, I, I think they're doing without a host this time. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. Really interesting. I would when when Billy Crystal hosted it. You know, his opening bids were those are the must, best. Those, are, yeah, I yeah. agree with that. And you may just watch that and not watch the rest of it. Yeah. but you'd have to see those. I think he did the best. Yeah, absolutely. And Neil Patrick Harris, I believe he did some Tonys and some other things. He did some pretty good stuff too. There have been some that have been enjoyable. Yeah, there have been there have been plenty of that. I think Ellen did a good job. Uh, David Letterman famously did not do a good job, but I really thought he would have done a good job. But um, he's a little too dry. He's a little, yeah, I think he's so. A little too, yeah, a little too late night for that. I think yeah, that. Yeah. But uh, but uh, you know, like I said, uh, I probably will not watch it in the in the age of YouTube. If there's something that happened that I want to see, I can certainly go back and find it pretty quickly. Probably that same hour. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's YouTube right. YouTube is the common man's uh-huh. DVR. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. It is crazy how much that you can find on YouTube. Oh, yeah. So That's probably our second or third most, maybe second most used app on our Apple TV right now. My really? wife will turn the music on and it'll just run. If I'm washing dishes or doing stuff around the house, I'll, I'll crank somebody's music on and, and go from there. I mean, there's one of many other music services, but... If I get tired and go sit down and watch whatever I'm listening to briefly, and yeah, I do that all the time. Will you watch? Did you say you would watch, Robbie? No, not YouTube. I just I no. Just, I'm talking I, about the Oscars in general. Neither YouTube or the Oscars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched a live. Um, I haven't watched a live Oscars in years. Yeah, I probably the last time I saw something live with the Oscars is when name drop again. My buddy Doug Blush was nominated for sixty. For 10 feet, 20 feet. 20 feet from stardom. 80 feet from stardom. 
Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of watched it to see what they got, and because it was a primetime Emmy, um, you know, probably the not Emmys, sorry, Oscars. Probably the Oscars I'm most interested in professionally are the non prime, the technical time. awards. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, some of them in the in the DPs, and you know, cinematography is real important, to right, me and whatnot. So, but uh, I just I don't have that time investment. You know, I yeah, just, it's a, it, like I said, it's usually a background thing as opposed to, and another thing I'm sitting there, you know, I'll go, I've got three hours. Why not watch one of these movies instead of watching the Oscars? You know, let's pull up Roma and let's see how that works out. Yeah. Um, so you haven't seen Roma? Or no, I haven't seen Jay, that. You haven't seen Roma? Um, what's it, like what's a, it about? I haven't even. A domestic worker in Mexico City, I believe, in a neighborhood called Roma, if I'm correct yeah there. and alphonse Cuaron. yeah yeah it's a director of that and did uh, gravity and uh did uh did a harry potter movie or two yeah he did uh children of that's Men, the one i was trying to think of which, which is yeah a yeah i think movie. he's an outstanding director yeah. so he's worth the uh, worth looking at his uh his work i think for sure yeah e2 mommy in e2 mama tambien oh yeah yeah that was that was kind of his breakthrough mm-hmm. that um it was a very explicit movie uh for the time i guess it was early 2000s maybe mm-hmm. and uh but that was kind of his breakthrough but you know gravity is probably his biggest commercial hit right or that no the harry potter he i think he did the fourth harry potter okay yeah that makes uh, sense which what was the one with um harry's godfather serious black yeah what which one did serious black come out in was that three? Was that second order? or third? I think. I think it was the third. I think Quran uh, did that, and he was credited, if I'm recalling correctly, he was credited with taking them out of the robes into, you know, the kids into regular dress. If you remember the the first two, they were in robes all the time, and Quran came in and took them out of the robes, and um, you know, so kind of modernized it a little bit. So anyway. Maybe I'll do a marathon of Harry Potter instead of watching. Uh, get started on that again. I haven't seen those in a while. It's like an entire day of your life. Yeah, gone. that's right. Yeah, well, you, yeah. You, you could have watched it during your snow day. Yeah. Oh man, let's talk about snow days. <laughs> no snow. Yeah. On the snow days. Yeah. So we're uh, we're in Northeast Mississippi where we do not get snow very often. We'll get snow or ice once a year, and and it brings everything to a grinding halt. And my friends up north, especially in you know Minnesota and in Wisconsin make fun of that but we have no infrastructure here to handle any sort of ice or snow event we have right. no trucks we have no salt I mean folks get out with a little Morton salt shakers and pour it and out on their it sidewalks and does, yeah. doesn't do very good so uh, when we get a little bit of snow here it kind of grinds everything to the halt mm-hmm. not just snow the mention well or possibility of snow grinds uh public activity to a halt it doesn't it does. keep you from going anywhere the next day but it certainly uh stops um and I think work. that's more so now than it used to be. Oh, absolutely. So two days prior to us recording this episode, um, a snow day was invoked for, for kids in school. Mississippi State University shut down. Mississippi University for women shut down. EMCC, I think, shut down. Or East at least Mississippi started Community College. Yeah. yeah, everybody shut down because we were under a winter, a winter storm warning. And it was a, conv- it was a, a, a concurrence of... Uh, Gulf moist Gulf air hitting a um, a cold, cold front, front this coming polar from, vortex yeah. that's coming through. And so what happened is we got apparently we got a little bit of snow at two a.m. 
but it wasn't cold enough to stick. And by the time the cold air came through, the precipitation had stopped. Right, because it, it had been 60 degrees the day yeah. before or the day of. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was still 50 degrees at 1030. Uh, so yeah. it was very warm. And it then it didn't get cold. So the two things didn't meet. And then, of course, the ground was too warm to do that. But what's interesting is all these schools had been canceled and you get up and there's nothing yeah. zero at all. Nothing, not a flick. Yeah, that's right. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And, and I know I was on the school board in uh, West Point for, for several years. And I know that you want to try to do things and make decisions that, you know, you put the children's safety first. You want to do that. And if you've got folks out in the County and you've got buses that have to run, sometimes they're, you know, icy bridges and overpasses that you have to get through. But, uh, a, a retired assistant superintendent I saw, he posted, he said, you know, the eye test is still the thing. You don't make the call until you can drive out there and see those roads because, you, you know, the predictions are just too unreliable. And not to say, you know, that's not a slam against weather folks at all, but, but yeah, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, and we've seen it too far too often. So I had someone who used to work with me that she had a meteorology degree, and she told me there, there's like a list of 10 or 12 conditions that have got to be perfect for snow to happen it's an it's incredibly difficult for snow to happen where we are and uh you know we ended up losing a day i we came in late here at the shop which was great i got to sleep in um jake jones public shout out to jake who edits this show and who's my senior producer of broadcast media there was a uh there was a video game that dropped the night before his wife was going to be out of town. He's like, you're telling me I don't have to come in till noon. Oh my gosh. Best day ever. So he was going to, he was going to, you know, play, uh, hearts kingdom, kingdom of hearts. Sorry, Jake. Don't remember what it was, you know, from, you know, 11 o'clock at night to four in the morning. I'm picturing Jake cutting in and yelling out whatever this is, you know, just interrupting the production and doing that. You know, I think Jake, Jake, we're going to pause for a second for you to tell us what it is. Hey guys, I'm Jake. The name of the game was kingdom hearts three and it's taken 17 years to get here. So I was very excited. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yes. (laughs) Thanks Jake. Thanks Jake. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, if he doesn't do it now, (laughs) yeah, be awkward. We'll see if he's actually listening. So, but you know, the public schools lost a, a day, so those kids have got to make up. They're going to lose probably the, the, the Thursday before Good Friday, they're, or they're going to have to tack on a day. Um, you know, you lose a day of classes at Mississippi State. And so it, it's just, I don't know, you you, you got to wait till the morning. Yeah, I yeah. don't get the school, the public school thing. I don't they know were why closed things by two thirty or three o'clock the day before. Right, and, and we never we always had snow oh, days built in when I was. At and they the still same have school. they still have those. they have snow days built in. So they may you know they may yeah. not have to take a thing, or they may do what Robbie said. Sometimes they will you know set that up in their schedule where this is going to be our if we have a snow day we're going we're going to lose this. But uh, but what you're saying you were saying about what how it was when when we were younger. I think it actually snows twice snow. a year then, maybe not uh, once a year. Yeah. Well, I'm from Meridian. We got snow every five years, so I wasn't up here in the north like you guys were. So, Yeah, and I grew up in Leland, and we actually got a little more snow, I think, than we do in, in West Point sometimes. But um, but when it comes, boy, it comes. Yeah. 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 But, you know, just the idea of, you know, back when we were kids, you'd have to listen to the radio. The yeah, radio, that's what I was thinking. Or, oh, yeah. Or watch, watch, or watch television. The, watch the network watch TV the, might yeah. have it, yeah. the local network. Yeah, but usually it was the radio. We'd sit there and go, okay, what is, what's the – and so you didn't know. You're sitting there. You still had to get up as if you were getting ready for school. Yeah. You know, unless, unless something had happened 
the night before and you just knew. Yeah. yeah. We were always real bad about having ice storms more so than snow, it seemed like. That, yeah. That's what usually would that's shut everything remember, down for Which us is more too. dangerous for yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, you listen to see if your school was closed and then you listen to see what you're going to have for lunch that day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. On the radio. That's right. Milk and bread. Yeah. So what do you do with milk and bread? Bread pudding. Yeah, you could do that. You could do a French toast. French toast is what I was thinking. Yeah, I so, add eggs to it. Yeah, so what we, what we should do on our culinary show that we're producing, we should do a all the recipes you can do with bread and milk. That would be great. I did yeah. a column on that early yeah. in my my uh, my career. Yeah. Quote air quotes. Yeah. As a as a food writer, I had a snow day kind of a situation, and I went through recipe books and found. Some very interesting bread and milk recipes uh, so, to, that I could so share. But I have to review that, though. Yeah. You need to come in and do that with Mark. That would be fun. I'm ready. Yeah. I think we're going to have an episode called Leftovers, which is going to be segments that we that we over-recorded. For, and this is our culinary show, Making a Shelf, which airs on Mississippi Public Broadcasting in the spring. And so we have segments that we thought would fit in a show, but they're great segments. So... I think we're going to do a leftover. I like that. That's good. You know, so um, I was hoping we'd actually have leftovers on this show. Yeah, but no, that's not no, happen. no king cake here, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh no, well, but I'll... but we are cooking this afternoon. If you want to hang around for three hours, we've got four incredible dishes we're doing. So it, uh, but you know, a spicy sweet potato dip. Why not? That's oh, good. It's going to be really good. So, all right, we are straight up in half an hour. So, uh, any final thoughts? Closing arguments. Like I said, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, I'm excited that uh, comic book movies are finally getting their nod. Uh, I think it's it's overdue, uh, and uh, if it if it if it doesn't win, it's an honor to be nominated. Isn't that what they said? That's right. Yeah. Or if you're going to go with Roth Perot, if if nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. You know. So that was a uh, was it Dana Carvey who did Roth Perot on Saturday Night Live. If nominated, I will not run. If elected, I will not serve. So, anyway, that was my quasi-Ross Perot. Final words from you, Mr. Reed? I'm just excited to see some movies. I'm, I've, I've like Just two nights ago, um, went through my DVD.com uh, list and added some of these movies. So, I, hopefully, by the time the Oscars come around, I will have actually seen some. So, I may reverse my record on this. All right. I think Jay won the Geek of the Episode Award with DVD.com. DVD.com. So. But we don't have time for his acceptance speech, so we'll be, <laughs> we'll be playing us, you off now. Play us off, Jake. Play us off, Jake. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we will see you soon.